Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Hi, Niall. I've been applying for jobs recently and I have very little luck. I live in Ballymun in Dublin, so I decided to send out CVs last week and change my address to Santry. And hey, presto, I got replies. I'm convinced that there is an unconscious or maybe more sinister conscious discrimination that still exists in society that where you live determines how successful you will be. Of course, there will always be exceptions to that rule. But in the norm, I think people from disadvantaged areas will always be disadvantaged. For that reason, I told my girlfriend that when we buy our property in the next few years, I would rather save the extra money and buy a house or not buy a house in a disadvantaged area, as I will genuinely believe our children will struggle to succeed in life. My girlfriend is from Glendalkin. She now thinks I'm being a bit of a snob, but I think I'm just making sense. Now, there was a report issued by the Rockers Education Committee, and it said young people who are from less affluent backgrounds were destined to struggle and lack access to opportunities and outcomes that are freely available to those from more affluent communities. Lone parents, prisoners and those living in poverty were shown to be particularly vulnerable and struggle more, I suppose, to have those same opportunities. But I want to talk about people's accents and where they come from because generally you can tell where somebody's from, particularly, for example, if you're not from Dublin, and obviously I am, you can tell by somebody's accent a lot of the time whereabouts in Dublin somebody might be from. You can tell if they're in a city... You can tell from from Tara. Depends on the accent. North side, south side. Hey, Rosh. Hey, Rather. Lives over in Dublin 4. You know what I mean? I don't mean... Lives in the city centre. So people can tell from people's accents. Generally. Now, mind you, you might get it wrong a lot of the time, but we kind of tend to know. But here's the thing. Do you believe your accent determines where you're from or determines how well you'll do in life? Do you think people who are discriminated against by their accent or where they live... Like if you say, I was from Edenmore, by the way, which was a really rough part of Dublin. And I remember when I used to go for jobs, I'd put down Rohini. I wouldn't put down Edenmore because I wouldn't get the job if I said it was from Edenmore. If I went to a nightclub and the doorman said to me, uh, where are you come from tonight? I'd say Rohini. I wouldn't say Edenmore because I wouldn't get in. Because that was just the way it was at the time. But do you think that still exists in society? Do you think people are disadvantaged by where they're from and how they speak? Like, if I had a Dublin accent, right, do you think I'd be on the radio talking tears like? So if I... Does it make a difference? I, there are some presenters, by the way, that have Dublin accents, very strong Dublin accents. I probably do have a Dublin accent, but obviously wouldn't be a very strong one. But there are some presenters that would have a strong Dublin accent. They're doing okay. So do you think it makes a difference? How you speak, where you're from? Do you think people are still judged and have less success in life because of where they're from and how they speak? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Have you ever been discriminated against because of where you live or how you speak? Let me know. Louise, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Louise? Great, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, Louise, where are you from? Ballyfermot. Ballyfermot. The salt of the earth. <laughs> Isn't that what they oh, say about yeah, Ballyfermot? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? They always say that about Ballyfermot. Ah, they're the salt of the earth. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you believe it has it's made a difference to your life being from Ballyfermot? I mean, would you put it on a CV? Does it affect you know your opportunities for a job? Because it would be considered to be somewhat of a disadvantaged area. It, yeah, it is disadvantaged. Um, but I, I don't. I've never um, witnessed it, or I've never had to put it on a CV that and change the address. Um, but then you see, I'm in hairdressing, so CVs you kind of would just recite them off. 
to your boss um, yeah. at the interview. Do you know that way? Yeah, I get you, um, yeah. And to be honest, I've been in, since I started hairdressing 26 years ago, I've never been out work. Never. Yeah. Great and job, it's never by the gone way. against me. Yeah, it's never gone against me. I mean, there's a great, I mean, I have to say, so I know somebody's going into hairdressing there recently. I was talking to them about it and um, I just said, great job. The, the opportunities to make money in hairdressing are, are wonderful, particularly at the moment. Uh, but anyway, Louise, so so do you think, generally speaking, like I was from Edenmore, by the way, which, you know, like Ballyferm, it would have been considered, you know, 45 years ago when I was looking for jobs to be a disadvantaged area. And I used to say, if I was going even into a nightclub and they'd ask you where you're from, I used to say I was from Rohini. I used to lie. Yeah, I heard you saying that. Um, I never heard a bouncer ask me where I was from. But then I never, and if this is a, this is true, do you remember the, um, the nightclub that used to be, um, uh, do you remember where the bus, uh, the bus, there used to be a bus uh, terminus, you know where the ESB shop used to be in town? Yes, yeah, buskers. And boomerangs. I could never get in there. Never. Why? Why? One of the guys that used to be the bouncer on that door, he used to drive the 78A and like apparently he never let anyone into Buskers that he knew from the bus. Oh, right, okay, because he knew where he's all from. Yeah, that's what I heard. (laughs) That might be an urban myth. But I do know, (laughs) I do know that doorman, and I remember saying it to a doorman once before because I worked in the nightclub industry for years, and I said, why do you stop people from certain areas? Ah, he said, you know, just more likely to get trouble out of them. And I said, but how do you know that? They could be nice people. He said, they could be. But he said, you have to, he said, you know, you go on the general, you generalise. You have to. You know, I suppose when they can be picky and choosy when there's a lot of people coming in, if they're, not, if they're not that busy, I suppose they can't be as choosy about it. They let anybody in. But, I mean, the idea that this guy says he had to change the dress from Ballymun to Santry and he got replies on his CV where he wasn't getting them when he said he was from Ballymun. Do you really think that's still happening now that people are still being discriminated against? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's all about the accent. And then when you put it on a CV, it's what they see straight away. Yeah. Yeah, like I was saying to the um, Ashling there, um, I remember going in for a job interview, um, and before I even sat on the chair, the girl actually said, grand. When I went through the door, she actually said, grand, because I, I looked well for the job. She didn't even know the skills I had. Well, because <laughs> yeah. I looked well for the job, I had it. Yeah. Whereas, I suppose, if somebody does I mean, it, it shouldn't matter where you're from. It shouldn't matter where how you speak as long as you're articulate. I mean, it should, and depending on the job, of course, that they're looking for. I mean, if they want you to be a spokesperson for a company, well, I suppose you have to have a good speaking voice. But in saying that, it shouldn't. All those things really shouldn't matter as long as you're skilled for the job. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, it does. So because, and I asked this question. I remember talking about this in RT once when I was on television one night, and I happened to say that if somebody, if I ring up a bank, and I know this is really bad of me to say oh. this. And I know, right. and some guy at the end of the phone goes, "All right, yeah, welcome to the bank or whatever. Uh, all right, can you give me the second number of your pin?" Uh, I'm kind of going, "I don't There's know." There's no way. <laughs> like, who gave him that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Now he might be a lovely fella. He might be extremely intelligent. But you know, if somebody goes, "Hello, welcome to bank of whatever," and yeah. can you give me the first number of your pin? I'm okay with that. I'm more confident, and I feel a little bit better. But if I hear a SCOBY on the end of the phone asking me for my PIN number, I'm a little bit dubious. Is that Am I being judgmental? Is that wrong of me? No, sure. Like, if I'm in town and um, and I hear a load of SCOBYs, I am, like, the one that comes in my bag that little bit tighter under my arm and um, watching where the kids are beside me. And, yeah. And, like, yeah. But, like, that, that just goes with... Um, being in town, yeah, like definitely. Yeah, so we are judgmental. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Susan as well. Susan, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. Hi, Susan. 
Hello. Hello. Hello, Susan. <laughs> Susan, have you ever had a problem? Have you had discrimination because of your accent? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, my accent is from London. Now, oh. my parents are Irish. My blood is pure Irish. Okay. My, na- my surname is O'Sullivan, so you can't get much more Irish than that. But you do, um, but you do have a little bit of a London accent going on there. I do. I do. And <laughs> there's a little bit of Irish there, and it's just a hybrid at this stage. But yeah. I've been living in Ireland as long as I was living in London. And I never experienced any anti-Irish discrimination against my name. My parents never experienced it in the 40 years they were over there. But I have experienced so much discrimination here, it's unreal. Are you serious? Oh, am I serious? Well, I mean, I thought we loved, well, apart from this week with the finals coming up on Sunday, I thought we loved England. No! (laughs) Football's coming home. What? You love to hate England. And you know what? You cheer against the, the football. No, I don't. Yeah, we do. do. <laughs> I know, you might, Louise. And then you go home and you and you kiss your, your posters on the wall of Man United and Liverpool and you don't get it that they're in uh, England. <laughs> yeah, I know. Duh. Yeah. I'm going to read this out for you, ladies, okay? Just, just prove that you're wrong, Susan, right? Because okay. I, I posted this on Twitter on Friday night. As you all know, I have zero interest in football, but I'm not ashamed to say I'm hooked. Well done, England and Harry Kane. It would be great to see our neighbours celebrate a win at the Euro 2020. It is, uh, it's also the excitement of seeing the amazing atmosphere at a packed Wembley. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I wish them luck the other day. That was one, so that was one person. And you want to see, you want to see the abuse, but you want to see the abuse I'm at the getting. (laughs) There's 83 comments under it, most of them calling me a dickhead and all sorts of of other names as well. (laughs) And they'll never speak to me again. Do they support these people that are calling you dickheads? Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. They support Man United or Liverpool. You're right, right, Susan. But okay, the football is a whole other thing, right? Or the Eurovision Song Contest. We love to see the Brits doing badly. And by the way, this year, was just exceptional because the Brits <laughs> this year they they made history zero point okay so and anyway minus zero point <laughs> but Susan another aspect I mean have you gone for jobs has anyone ever said that to you and maybe has somebody ever called you names like one out that you Brit you oh totally yeah yeah I went for a job um, in in a job that I was very experienced at. I was a manager of an estate agent in London which is a capital city and you know you get to do quite a lot of um, you know, you have a lot of experience in that way. And I went for a job in a small town called Newbridge in County Kildare, um, which most people in London have probably never heard of. And I was told by the owner of this particular business that he couldn't take me on with my accent because if he lost even one sale a year, it wouldn't be worth it. You're joking me. No. And I, see, I, if, if I walked into a place and you were serving me and, and you were talking to me, I would think mm. you sound quite cultured. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's, that's what you would think. I mean, yeah. we were lucky. We went to very good schools. We, we, we were lucky. I mean, we grew up with all sorts of coloured people, different cultures. And I think that as a child growing up like that with all of these different people around you, they make you very open-minded. You know, you're, you're, you're a much mm. kind of open person because of it. You're not this insular. This yeah, absolutely. Well, do, do me a favour, both of you, actually, because I have to go to break. Can you both stay there? Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 87 Susan, with her English accent, has been discriminated against. But Louise, from Ballyfermot, said she feels, no, I really haven't had any discrimination. I wonder if you feel you've ever been discriminated against because of how you speak or where you live. Susan, you should have never mentioned the football. See what you started. <laughs> oh, they're giving out now.
They're giving out now. Get her Go off on. the air. <laughs> and they're giving out about me too and saying at least my father, because my father was secretary of the FBI at one stage and an international referee, at least he understood football. I've been told to shut up if I know nothing about the sport. <laughs> See, and they're saying that it's different that Man United are club teams and the, see, oh, the other team represents the supporters of England who they believe are abusive. Ah, see, oh, can't we? Uh, yeah. Stay there for a second. <laughs> Anthony, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Anthony? Night, how are you old chap? How, how, good, good afternoon. <laughs> I'm spiffingly well. I've just had oh, Tiffin. Jolly good. <laughs> so, listen, Anthony, do you believe that Irish people discriminate against not only each other and where we're from and our accents, but against others based on yes. their accents? Yes. Do we? And that lady that was on the line, I lived in London for two years. Susan. And, yeah, Susan, sorry. Yes. And. Well, she is a lady. You're I, all right, anyway. You can say that. You're a I went from job to job and nobody judged me. Mm-hmm. But people judge me because, I mean, I just grew up in an ordinary working class family. My father was a baker. We lived in a three up, two down. You know, and I have an accent. And some people say, oh, he's a right S-H-I-T head. Why? And who does he think he is like? You might as well have just said it, by the way. <laughs> an S-H-I-T head. <laughs> so, Anthony, you're from Cork, okay? So, yes. now, I'm, you know, I know Cork accents, but are yes. there some accents that kind of get a hard time and others that don't? I mean, to me, it doesn't strike me that you have a strong Cork accent. Like, you're not talking like that, bye. Oh, no, but should I could if I wanted to, like? Yeah. You know? oh, right. He's got a lovely but, accent, really nice. Well, there you when go. you see... You you're on a winner there, Anthony, I tell you, go on. <laughs> when, when I was going to primary school, you see, we had speech and drama classes. Right. And my mother signed me up for them straight away. Okay. And Marion Wyatt, she's still alive. She's in CADA. And I went to speech and drama classes. But like I said, I, I don't deny where I came from. I, I'm just, I wouldn't judge a person by their accent. Mm. Or, you know, I just, I, I take people at face value. Mm-hmm. Although I must admit then at the same time, I'm a bit of a hypocrite maybe because there is another presenter on another radio station that presents an early morning show about business and affairs and yeah. the economy and this. And it sounds like listening to Dustin the Turkey. Right, okay. Um, and but, I find but, it very yeah. hard to listen to. <laughs> Okay, there's a few presenters I find difficult to listen to too. But Anthony, I mean, you take say, would would you or do people in Cork say judge people who might be from a working class area like Mayfield? Of course, Roy Keane was from Mayfield. But would you would you judge people or do people judge people that might be from Mayfield or other parts of Cork maybe that might be considered to be disadvantaged areas? Yeah, because it's absolutely... Down here, it's absolutely ridiculous. If you're from the north side, you're called a nari. And if you're from the south side, you're called a sari. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Naris and saris. I, and I but mean, I'm it's assu- absolutely I, ridiculous. I'm assuming it's the same world over. I mean, I'm assuming in London, for example, maybe Susan, you wouldn't be too familiar because it's been so long since you've been there. But there, you know, there are different parts of London that people would be discriminated against. I mean, if you're from, you know, the city rather than from the suburbs. Yeah, well, I didn't find any discrimination well, well, whatsoever. Okay, well, sorry, Susan. 
No, I'm just saying, say, the East End, that would be the real Enders, yeah. But yeah. then I suppose that they would be getting jobs in and around their areas, and their areas would be bigger than, say, some of our villages over here that you're talking about that don't like other villages. Say, Kildare Town people don't like Newbridge people, even though they're only up the road from I'm, each other. I'm and, still surprised you know, by that story about Newbridge and your man saying he might lose a sale because you have well, an English accent. that's not the worst of it. I tried, when I first came over, I would have had an English, uh, an English passport, um, and I went into Newbridge Garda Station because it was due to change, and I can have an English or an Irish passport. Um, so I went in with my photographs, all of the paperwork, my father's and mother's marriage certificate, my birth certificate, you name it. And he looked at it, and he, looked, he fingered through it all, and he went, no. And I went, can you just sign the back of the photographs, please, because I have to get them signed in the Garda Station. And he went, no, and he pushed them back towards me with his finger. And I went, oh, can I ask oh. why? I started to laugh, you see. Yeah. Uh, thinking he was just joking. I mean, I was younger. Never, never laugh at an Irish card. But go on, yeah, yeah. Else. Yeah, well, I just thought he was just messing with me, you know, you, you, the way you would think. Yeah. So anyway, um, I just left and I went into the car. My partner at the time was in the car and I was crying and I was saying he wouldn't do it. You know, he went in and it was done straight away and he said it was because you had an English accent. So I've had lots and lots and that's, lots of that's things like hor- that. I, You know what? I'm so sorry to hear that, Susan. And it's just horrendous in this day and age that that would actually even happen. Loads of people texting in. Dublin is the England of Ireland, says somebody. Yes. <laughs> Dublin is the England of Ireland. <laughs> All right. And he says, uh, what's the big deal here in Cork? We don't support Kerry in the All-Ireland Island, unless they're playing the dubs, but this, but this is true of every other county in the country as well. Listen, Susan and Anthony, thank you very much indeed. By the way, I have to wrap that up. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hit.